Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Conscious Talk is brought to you in part by Essential Formulas, distributors of Dr. O'Hara's and Reg Active, now available online as well as in fine health stores. And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears. Hey, good morning, everyone, and happy new year, happy 2021. Hard to believe that it's gotten here, but here it is. And uh, this is really an important year. We've had so many important things just happen, not just in our physical lives, but uh, and our spiritual lives. There has been so many energetic shifts this last year. And you know what that means? It means opportunity. Yes, and we are so happy to be back with you again this year. And we just want to remind all of you that you have a choice here to make this year. We feel it's probably one of the most important choices you can make. And that is, are you going to be distracted by the outer world or are you going to choose with intention to go inward and start connecting with your higher self, your authentic self, where all the solutions, all the space for all the solutions to all the problems lie. And that is really, truly our only hope. And there's a lot of energy supporting that. This yeah. Year. So don't forget that if you want your world, your external world to change, then you need to work on that inner landscape. As that inner landscape changes, you create or co-create, as we've always said, your exterior existence. Absolutely. This is the way that it works. And so we are excited. We'll be seeing you every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday right here on KKNW. Uh, you can also podcast us, you know, catch us on your podcast service or just go to podcastone.com forward slash conscious hyphen talk. And remember, all of our guests have a guest page. You can find out all of the information. And we're very excited to bring you another year of uh, people doing the work out there. And we stream live. Uh, KKNW, it's 1150, kknw.com to stream live. We also have our archives available, and they are free to all of you at ConsciousTalk.net. So let's make this the best year yet, folks. We're behind you, we're in support, and we're so happy to be back. Happy, happy 2021. Let's make it a good one. Yes, and remember, we will be bringing you those people that support us as sponsors. Uh, not, And when I say us, not just the show, but I mean all of us, because those are the kind of sponsors that we have here on Conscious Talk. Well, we're so glad to be back again. Uh, we will uh, get going with the show. So hang on. We'll be right back. Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Well, coming up this hour on Conscious Talk, you know, so many things have changed. And you might look at these times as a rite of passage to something new. But one thing we shouldn't miss is the importance of grieving the old. And we'll have a chat with Claire Willis, author of Opening to Grief, Finding Your Way from Loss to Peace. And you might think of this as a sacred passage on the journey to finding yourself. And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears. And thank you, Benny, and welcome, folks, to another hour 
of Conscious Talk Radio that makes a difference. And yes, we are. We're making a difference again here today because we bring to you the very best people we know of. People that are making a positive difference in their lives and the lives of others. People that are learning, growing, they're waking up, coming on the show, teaching all of us. And on this show, we learn and grow together one listener at a time. That listener is you. Well, our special guest today, Claire B. Willis, is a clinical social worker who's worked in the fields of oncology and bereavement for more than 20 years. She's a co-founder of the Boston nonprofit Facing Cancer Together, and she's led bereavement, end-of-life support, and therapeutic writing groups, and also taught spiritual resources for healing the mind, body, and soul at Andover Newton Theological School. These are all my old stomping grounds yes. since I grew up in Boston. <laughs> um, but oh. she uh, maintains a private practice in Brookline, Massachusetts, and uh, she wrote a wonderful book called Opening to Grief, Finding Your Way from Loss to Peace. Claire, welcome to Conscious Talk. Thank you so much for having me. It's really a treat to be here with the two of you. Well, thank you, Claire, and we loved your book, and what perfect timing for this book is with everything that's going on with so much loss now happening across the globe. Um, you really pegged this one at the right time. Uh, yeah. I think you were guided perfectly in my in my estimation. So well, you let's know, I start. I have to tell you that it wasn't oh. supposed to come out until next spring, and then um, last April the publisher said we need to fast track this book immediately. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was it was expedited to get here. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, it, look, um, I, I think we have to kind of recalibrate how we look at grief and and you know oh. of course that's part of the way it's part of what your book is about or or it's generally what it's about so maybe we want to talk a little bit about what grief is well grief is um any natural normal reaction to a loss of any kind and the the thing that i really want to say about grief although you didn't ask me this directly is that most people think about grief as expressions of sadness and sorrow. And I, one of the things that I think is really important for listeners to know is that grief has as many presentations as there are people who are grieving. And it includes anger, rage, impatience, irritability, loneliness, anxiety, fear. And it also includes things like gratitude, regret, relief, that it's not just sadness and sorrow. And I, I say that at the outset just so that it brings more people into the conversation because you don't have to be feeling sad to be grieving. You can be feeling a whole host of other feelings that you may not identify as grief. Mm-hmm. It, you know, um, Claire, we often uh, approach the lessons, um, the, the great movements in our life, uh, and in this case, you're talking about, um, you know, the connection to grief. But we often look at something like grief as a teacher. Uh, are we on the right track here? You're saying that's a question? Well, yes. Uh, yes. yes. I mean, you know, can we, can we look at grief as a, as a really great teacher in our lives? Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, grief is an expression of love. 
And if we dampen down our grief, we dampen down our love. And mm. if we dampen down our grief, we dampen down our joy. I think one of the things that's been a positive outcome, and there aren't a lot um, from COVID, is that the word grief has come into our everyday language. We read about it in the New York Times. We read about it in the Atlantic. And the nuances of grief are starting to become more widely known. And I think many of the feelings and experiences people have had that they may not have prior attached to the word grief, they now see as grief because everybody's grieving. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Mm -hmm. You can't be living in this world right now without having some experiences of grief, although you may not recognize them that way. I really liked, Claire, that you included in grief the word relief. I remember my mother died, it'll be a year this coming January, and I remember when she died, I was very sad, but even more so, I was relieved for Mm -hmm. her, because she had suffered quite a bit the last couple years of her life. I was shocked that she hung on so long through that suffering, and I felt I felt great relief for her, but also myself, because yeah. I felt like I couldn't be there enough for her, and she was quite a ways from me, and so there was kind of an all-around relief that was mixed in with the sadness, and you said that can be grieving, and I felt like I was grieving. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the other feeling that often people feel with relief is gratitude. And I one of the things that I hear in my bereavement groups a lot is, I'm grateful to have had this kind of love. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm grateful and I'm grieving. Both mm-hmm. are the same, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, we often heard over the years people would say set certain timetables for their grief. You know, that after a certain time, you know, you got to wear the black dress or whatever yeah. for a certain yeah. amount of time. Does that, are we accountable that way to grief? I mean, does that make sense? No, it makes no sense at all. Yeah, good. <laughs> you had to know I'd say that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we stop grieving, we stop loving. I think the important thing is that, you know, when when we first are grieving the loss of somebody that we love or something that's been really critical in our life, it's, it's a searing pain. It takes up, it's like it's the wallpaper, it's the ceiling, it's the floor, it's the furniture in the room. And over time, the frequency, intensity, and duration of that pain soften into a dull ache. But always there's a gray chair in a colorful living room that sits there for you to visit on rainy days. I I heard this analogy of um, grief being, at first it's searing like breaking a bone, and then you have it set and you might have some physical therapy, and then you're okay, but on rainy days it still aches. (laughs) And I love that analogy to grieving because it it should never go away if you loved, you know, Mm -hmm. but it changes in sensation and presence in your life for sure. Mm. So what are some of the manifestations then of grief, starting, say, on a physical level? Well, physically, um, people might feel lethargic, exhausted. Mm-hmm. Grief, grieving can be very tiresome and exhausting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. although some people might get hypervigilant and sort of overexercise. People might 
not eat. People might overeat. Um, we often, many people who are grieving can't concentrate. They have trouble reading and holding their attention on something. They feel mm-hmm. scattered and sort of fuzzy-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of our faith, depending on how someone died, we may feel our faith is shattered, especially if it was a traumatic death, which has really changed our assumptions of how the world works. Mm. Um, so those are some of the, those are, besides those feeling states, those are some of the, the more physical behavioral traits, uh, not traits, uh, states you might see in people. Mm-hmm. And, and we, do you feel we need, Claire, more than ever to give ourselves permission to grieve? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we sure do. Um, I think we need to give ourselves permission, and I think we need to find words for how we're feeling and understand that a lot of it's grief. Um, David Brooks, in a uh, wonderful article he wrote in April from the New York Times, talked about there was a river of woe, a river of grief running through our culture. And I, I think that's that's quite right. Um, but yeah. the first chapter of the book, it, we, we, it was very strategic how we set the chapters up. And the first chapter is called Starting with Kindness. And the reason we started with kindness is because there are a lot of models of grief that people compare themselves to. And one of the things that is the reason I, one of the reasons I wrote the book is that I kept hearing the same questions in my bereavement groups. Am I, bre- am I grieving right? How long mm-hmm. will this last? How am I going to get through this year? And I wanted to normalize people's experience and have them not be comparing themselves to models of grief that are in the culture. The, yes. the most common model that we hear about is Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, right. whose work yes. was wonderful, but those stages of grief were never intended for people who were grieving. They were mm. intended for people who were dying. Yeah. Well, hold that thought. Hold that thought, Claire. We're going to take a quick break. We're with Claire Willis here talking about opening to grief, finding your way from loss to peace, and we'll be right back. Stop breathing right now. No, really, hold your breath. This is how it feels when you're stuffed up due to colds, flu, pollen, dander, post-nasal drip, or any other reason. That's when you need Clear Saline Nasal Spray, the only spray with the power of xylitol. That simple saline solution you're using is only doing half the job. It's just rinsing. In multiple research studies, xylitol has been shown to reduce bacterial adhesion and help keep your nose moist and clean much longer than saline alone, making Clear more effective at washing away that nasty gunk in your nose. Clear is so powerful, it's been granted over 11 patents. So step up from that wimpy saline spray to something that actually works faster and better at getting you the relief you need to start breathing now. And if your doctor isn't talking to you about Clear for your congestion, maybe you need to get a new doctor. You don't just rinse your hands. Why would you just rinse your nose? Clear saline nasal spray with xylitol. Available at Vitamin Shop, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, as well as Amazon.com. For a complete list of retailers, visit clear.com. That's xlear.com. Have you ever wished there was a drug-free solution to inflammation and pain that was safe, easy, and didn't involve a doctor? Now there is. It's called the Avacyn, and it's the best investment we've ever made. Others have described it as the ultimate anti-aging machine. 
This amazing FDA Class 2 clear device is changing lives by giving relief from pain and inflammation. Users place their hand inside a vacuum chamber, which uses negative pressure and heat to safely infuse heat into the circulatory system, raising blood temperature approximately one degree, which reduces blood thickness and increases microvascular circulation. This is where the body heals, gets its nutrients, and pain and inflammation are reduced at the core level. To find out more, go to nulifeventures.com forward slash intentional healing or call 360-385-1909. That's 360-385-1909 for all the information you need on the Avacyn Medical Device. Conscious Talk, where love is the answer, no matter the question. It's a new year and full of hope and enthusiasm for a new beginning. You're thinking about going back to the gym. Well, the problem is every year it's the same thing. Exercise gets harder because your muscles get tired faster than you remember. And then the next day, you're so sore you can hardly move. Well, that's what Power PH with BioPH was designed to deal with. The active ingredient, BioPH, helps remove the acids your muscles form while exercising giving you a better workout. Then you'll be amazed on how Power PH relieves soreness the next day so you feel inspired to continue your exercise program into the year instead of giving up after a few attempts. Power PH was clinically tested by competitive athletes who found both their performance and recovery greatly enhanced. If Power PH with BioPH works for them, it will work for you too. Granted unique dietary ingredient status by the FDA. BioPH is the most bioavailable alkalizing ingredient we know of. Testing showed that in just five days, PowerPH reduced body acid 53% on average, while reducing inflammation and aiding in the uptake of beneficial nutrients. Discover the difference PowerPH can make in your life. For more information and to order, go to powersofph.com. That's powersofph.com. Discover the power of higher pH. Your body will thank you. Did you know by age 35, most people start to notice the effects of declining hormone levels? Symptoms include lack of energy, less focus, decreased sex drive, weight gain, and poor quality sleep. Twist 25 DHEA cream helps men and women 35 and up to maintain vitality, youthful vigor, enhanced mood and focus, and a better night's sleep. As a base building block for hormones, DHEA gives the body a key foundation it uses to make hormones. Visit twist25.com to learn more or call 888-489-4782. 888 25. Walking your talk? Take us with you. The KKNW app makes streaming our programming easy on your phone or tablet. And welcome back. You are listening to Conscious Talk, and it is radio that makes a difference. And one way we make a difference, because we realize so many of you, this is drive time radio. It's been drive time in the morning for 20 years. And we always remind you to go to Conscious Talk. .net because there's going to be things you want to rehear. There are things you can't write down and be safe. Uh, names, books, not to worry. If you just put, just remember um, to put either a date or a name in the search engine, you're going to find the page for our guests and the show you're interested in. And that will um, 
There'll be a play button there. There'll be information how to get to their website. You can click through to Amazon and their books. There's a lot of resources there, so please take advantage of it. I'm Rob Spears. And I'm Brenda Michaels. And our very special guest today is Claire Willis. She wrote the book, Opening to Grief, Finding Your Way from Loss to Peace. To find out more about the book, about Claire's work, and about Claire, go to openingtogrief.com. That's openingtogrief.com. Well, you said something really interesting at the end of the last segment. We were talking about stages of grief that so many people are familiar with, and you reminded us that that was the ones that um, Kubler-Ross put out. Those are actually about dying, <laughs> but we we picked that up. So why is that so significant? Well, um, it, it's significant for a couple of reasons. One is that people end up comparing themselves to the model of grief. And they they say, I thought I was at stage three, and then, well, and then I lost it the other day in the market, so maybe I'm at stage two. They compare themselves, and they will always fall short because grief is not linear. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, 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 these different stages in Kubler-Ross's model are often parts of the grief process, for sure. But never uh, was it intended to be applied to people who are grieving and applied in such a a rigid linear form Mm -hmm. as people tend to do. And then in comparing themselves, they always create more suffering for themselves and more loneliness because they don't measure up to that model. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, I want to just say something about uh, what I uh, referenced, something I just said, because I think this is an important piece. Sometimes when people are grieving, they'll think they're doing really well. And they'll say, you know, I've been doing really well, but gosh, last week I lost it. I was walking down the supermarket aisle and I saw a can of tuna. And when I saw the tuna, I remembered my father loved tuna and I just lost it. I just couldn't stop crying. This is a common phenomenon that people who are grieving have. And it's called, there's an acronym for it. It's called STUG, Sudden Temporary Upsurge of Grief. And it's it's a moment not when you lost it. It's a moment when you get the full brunt of the reality of what you've lost. Because mm. death is not something we can stare at directly. Stephen Levine used to say, um, looking at death is like looking at the sun. We look, we turn away, we look, we turn away. We can't stare at it or we'll burn our eyes. So these sudden temporary upsurges of grief are very normal. And they're natural. And they go, they always go away within 24 hours. And they don't mean that you're doing less well in your grieving. It means you had a moment of grasping the full magnitude of the loss. And I, mm. I just wanted to say that because I wanted to normalize that for your listeners. Mm. Isn't it interesting, Claire? That we feel we have to be good at grieving. <laughs> I mean, what the heck? <laughs> I have to tell you something. It's, it's so funny that you're saying that. In my bereavement group, and I lead a very spacious group like anything goes, there are people that continually apologize, you ready, for crying yep. in the group. They'll start to cry and they'll say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And I think if you can't cry here, but it's a, it's a statement about how little sanction there is for grief in our culture. Yes, yes. It's I mean, it completely is. About it. 
Yeah. Yes. It's very I mean, sad. It, it's, it's actually, it upsets me when people say that because I mm-hmm. think, oh, my God, this is a bereavement group. Yeah. yeah, that's what we do in bereavement groups. It is what we do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And and how many people, Claire, and I've been around it, how many people, in fact, I have a lot of female friends, when something comes up and they tear up, they go, oh, I'm so sorry. And I, I go, know. what for? You're what feeling an authentic yeah. feeling. Have it. Have yeah, it. Thank, thanks for sharing yeah. it, actually. And, I, and, yeah. and I'm right there with you. You know, it's like, stop it already. It's that, it's really a level of insanity. Yeah, we used to see that in um, things like cancer groups. Yes. Uh, we've been involved in the cancer world for many years, and and people get very competitive about it. You know, it's like trying to decide or an AA meeting, you know, trying to decide which are the best ones, you know, to be at, kind of. Mm-hmm. It, 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 we get a little weird about our groups and, and uh, how we're, quote, supposed to be feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, that and I think along those same lines, what you're saying, what I hear a lot is, um, I thought I had it bad, but when I hear your story, I don't think mine's so bad. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and I sure. always say grief is a no compare zone. Yep. There's yeah. just different griefs that we yep. can't talk about greater and lesser because there's too many factors that shape each of our grieving processes. Yeah. It's kind of like fighting it. You, you know, we're all set up to, um, you know, hide our emotions. Uh, fight against fight what we're against, feeling, you know, judge we're what not, we're feeling. Yeah, as opposed to being with it. That's right. That's that's so true. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I uh, earlier today someone asked me if I thought men and women grieve differently, and somehow what you just said made me think of this. That mm. I think I, I don't I, I don't purport to be an expert on grief. I have a lot of experience with it, but I certainly not an expert. But in my experience, mostly it's women that come to my groups. Mm-hmm. A few men, mm-hmm. but I think part of that is that that women have more permission to feel and grieve than men do because of yes. the way we socialize them. Yes. It's not, it's not because of any DNA issue or anything like that, you know, but I think just in our socialization process, it's not manly to grieve. Yes. Which is a yep. shame. Yes, it's because I look at a man who can be vulnerable and grieve oh, as a so man appealing. who's so appealing. It's a man to me that shows great um, inner strength and connection, yes. and that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I, Brenda, I couldn't agree with you more. It takes strength to cry and be vulnerable. Yes, yes absolutely. Well, what you do know, you say? The, Leonard Cohen talks about being strong in the, is it Leonard Cohen, strong in the broken places? Yes, uh-huh. yes. Uh huh. And anybody yeah. that can do that to me is just, that's a beautiful thing to witness. So, Claire, what do you say to someone who says, I don't think I'm ever going to get over losing um, someone that I loved or I get over losing X? What do you say to I, that person? I say you probably won't. Yeah. But it's not always going to feel this way. Right. It's going to change. And you will always remember them and you will always love them. But yeah. over time, what is a searing pain will become a dull ache that comes to you less frequently with less intensity mm. and lasts a shorter time. Yeah. yeah. I, I see in here that you compare it with a broken bone, and I love that comparison. Yeah. The way a broken bone heals. You want to share that? Well, she did in the very beginning, um, 
but how does that, uh, um, maybe you want to go a little deeper into it? Or just remind us again. It, I didn't hear, Rob, the beginning of your question. Can you say it again? Well, just remind us again, because you you were talking about um, that as the metaphor of breaking a bone oh, and, yes. and how on a rainy day it will hurt, you know, oh, but it hurts less yeah, over what time. I, I think what I said was when you break your bone, when you break a bone, there's a searing pain. It's mm-hmm. like when you lose someone you love. And then you have a little physical, you may have surgery, you may have some physical therapy, and over time the bone heals. But on a rainy day, it will ache, likely, for the rest of your life, or there'll be some residual little arthritic piece. And that's a lot the way it is with grief. It starts out searing, taking up all the space in your mind and your heart, and then Mm -hmm. over time, resources arrive between you and loss. And slowly the loss recedes in that kind of intensity and moves from a searing pain to a dull ache. Mm. And that ache doesn't go away, but it's less frequent, less intense, and lasts a shorter time. Mm. So what would you say about someone who who feels they might uh, get stuck in the grieving process? Can we get stuck in that? Yeah, I think people can get stuck. I do. I I think you can get stuck. Well, you know, this is a complicated question. I I think you can get stuck if you've had a really complicated, a traumatic death. It a lot depends on the 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 level. What, what was the relationship before the loss? Mm. What were the circumstances around the death? What were you, what was your psychological orientation before the loss? Some people mm-hmm. have more resilience than others. Mm. Um, getting stuck would be um, using alcohol in an abusive way over a continuing uh, over a continuing um, frame of uh, frame of uh, time frame. Sorry, frame right. of That's okay. time frame. Or it might be um, not being able to get out of bed. It might be falling into a depression where you really mm-hmm. need some help. My experience is that most people seek some therapy to have a companion on the journey, Mm. Um, not because they're stuck, but because that individual extra support is really helpful. Do most people need it? Probably not. Well, hold that thought. I'm sorry. Hold that thought. We need to jump off here to a quick break, and we will let you finish that up when we come back. We're here with Claire Willis. The book is opening to grief. We'll be right back. The pursuit of a healthy immune system is so important for our long-term health. And being healthy for the long-term is everyone's goal, right? So which immune health supplement is recommended for those who also have cardiovascular concerns? Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract. Aged garlic extract, regarded as one of the leading natural heart health supplements, has been clinically proven to help reduce high blood pressure and inflammation. Experts believe this alleviates demands on the body's energy stores, freeing it up to fight invaders. The result? A more responsive immune system. Kyolic aged garlic extract begins with 100% organically grown garlic and is the most scientifically researched, highest quality, and best-selling odorless garlic extract supplement. And for extra support, get Kyolic aged garlic extract immune formula 103. Try Kyolic aged garlic extract for a healthy heart and a healthy immune system. Discover more at kyolic.com. That's k y o l i c.com. 
Now more than ever, it is important to have a healthy immune system. Many health professionals agree that probiotics are a leading natural therapy for boosting immune health. Why? Because 70% of your body's immune cells reside in the GI tract. By taking a superior probiotic daily, like Dr. O'Hara's probiotics with their postbiotic metabolites, you can enhance your overall immune system and immune response. For additional immune support, get RegActive's immune formula to boost your glutathione levels. Since our glutathione levels go down if we feel stressed, maintaining glutathione levels is a key factor for natural defense. For a short-term immune boost, try Dr. O'Hara's Propolis Plus, which provides probiotic and immune support and includes Brazilian green propolis for superior antioxidant support and vitamin E, astaxanthin, and flax oil. Be proactive about your immune health. Ask your retailer today about Dr. O'Hara's probiotics, RegActive Immune Formula, and Dr. O'Hara's Propolis Plus today. Also available online. Breathe deep. You're listening to Conscious Talk, where love is in the air. There's great benefit to raising consciousness in your environment. You feel a higher sense of well-being, sleep and meditate more deeply, boost your natural healing ability, increase focus, concentration, and creativity. You can have these results in your living and working space with Focused Life Force Energy Innovations. Experience Focused Life Force Energy for yourself in a free 15-day trial with no strings attached. To apply, go to ConsciousTalk.net and click on Conscious Partner at the top of the homepage. Rob and I are on this program and loving it. We feel more joy and happiness, a higher sense of well-being, and we're sleeping better. And we've also noticed our animals are more playful and energetic. Make your home a healing sanctuary or take the good feelings, high consciousness energy with you on your cell phone with the FLFE program. Don't forget to get your free trial today at ConsciousTalk.net in the Conscious Partners section. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and it's that time of year again when everyone suffers from some kind of upper respiratory problem. We miss work and feel miserable spending too much time with doctors and pharmacists. That is, unless we protect ourselves and our families with a product that I recommend to my patients. Clear Saline Nasal Spray and Sinus Rinse. Clear combines the unique properties of xylitol and the health-promoting benefits of a saline nasal spray to help cleanse, moisturize, and soothe your sinuses and nasal passages. Clear helps wash away bacteria, pollens, and other irritants before they have a chance to attack the sensitive tissues in your upper respiratory tract. Clear is easy to use, effective, and safe for people of all ages. Clear is simply your best defense in an increasingly dirty and polluted world. I use it myself. You can find Clear Saline Nasal Spray and Sinus Wash at Vitamin Shop, CVS, Rite Aid, and other drugstore supermarkets and pharmacies near you, as well as Amazon. Or you can visit Clear on the web at clear.com. That's www.xlear.com. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Hey, welcome back, folks, and thanks. Thanks a lot for tuning in, tuning into this show, tuning into your heart, into your own wisdom, tuning into your spirit, your intuition, all those places that uplift us, empower us, and give us all the answers that we need in life. And that's what this is about. And that's what we do on this show. We help you to tune in. Um, We bring inspiring people um, to you so you can learn as much as you can, so you can grow and uh, tune in even deeper each day. And today's no different. We have with us 
Claire Willis. The book is Opening to Grief, Finding Your Way from Loss to Peace. It's openingtogrief.com is the website. And Claire, at the end of the last segment, you were getting into um, a subject that we'd ask about, can a person get stuck in the grieving process? And you were going through some of the ways they can, drinking, maybe addicted to get addicted to drugs or sweets or perhaps what, fall into a deep depression, those kind of things? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was saying that a lot of people find it helpful to have a sort of a grief companion in some therapy on their way, but it's not really necessary. But there are situations where people do need to get clinical help. And I think when your grief becomes depression, and one of the big differences between grief, normal grief and depression is that depression never lifts. Grief comes and goes in waves, which is how it protects our psyche. Um, but usually it, it comes and goes, but in depressive state, you don't see light at all, ever. And that can be problematic and require clinical intervention for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But So here's an interesting thing, because and, and we've dealt with people uh, having to sort of remind them that they may be, they don't realize they're grieving. <laughs> I mean, does mm-hmm. that seem... Yeah. You know, we have to say, well, look, you're grieving that because it isn't always about a death. I mean, that that is, but it could be the death of a lifestyle, the death, you know, the end of a job. Well, when we've done, when we've worked with healing clients, I've had women who've lost their breast to cancer and they tell me they're angry all of the time about losing their breasts and remember up front you said you know in grieving you can be angry so they're actually really grieving without knowing it correct that's right well you know it's interesting that you say that um i i I often find myself saying to people but you're grieving look at look at this and this and this Mm -hmm. anger is a very common expression of grief and people Mm -hmm. don't recognize it and i think it's a default feeling that people go to because it has more of a sense of sort of agency in it and you don't have to deal with the helplessness and the vulnerability of sorrow and sadness Mm -hmm. um so it's easier to be angry and i it it, not to get political but when i think of some of our politicians Mm -hmm. who are so angry i mean so angry i think what is the sorrow Mm -hmm. of their life that they're not expressing yeah. I mean, I think about that a lot. Mm, that's a yeah. very interesting yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah, we've been what in that place. To them? They have yeah. to be this confrontational, this combative, this yep. enraged all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sad. so interesting. It makes me sad, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah it it's interesting you say that because once in a while, Robin, I'll see one of them and we'll say to each other, he doesn't look good. And I can see in their eyes, they look sad. Yeah. There's, They're a, anger, think, there's yeah. anger expressing, right. but right. they look sad. Yeah, the, the energetic overlay on, on people like that who are don't recognize, you know, or refuse right. to feel. Um, well, they you can't. Know. Yeah. Because, as you said before, it takes strength to allow your vulnerability to surface. Yes. You have to have some sense of solidity in yourself to yes. really allow those feelings of helplessness and overwhelm and sorrow to find expression. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it yeah. takes some su- takes some substance. Yes. Anger is so easy. 
It's such yes. a yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yeah, Andy. yeah, that one gets one. recruited uh, qu- really quite easily and it very quickly. Recruited. Well, that's uh, a great word. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I, I want to remind everybody that we are talking to Claire Willis. We're talking in particular about her newest book, "Opening to Grief: Finding Your Way from Loss to Peace." Her website is uh, for this one is opening to grief. Dot com. Um, we've got more coming up, so stay tuned because we're going to continue this conversation with some of the ways that you can work with this. We're going we're gonna to ask her about some tools in this segment coming up. So stay tuned. You're listening to Conscious Talk. It's radio that makes a difference, and we'll be right back. What if you could be your own healer? Well, you can unleash your natural healing abilities with the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. This exciting new spiritual technology has been featured in best-selling books like Natural Cures and in Dr. Wayne Dyer's There's a Spiritual Solution to Every Problem. The AIM program of Energetic Balancing allows you to heal yourself 24 hours a day from anywhere in the world. More than 60,000 people have experienced the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. The novel sanctuary, The Path to Consciousness, walks you through one's journey of self-healing with this spiritual technology. To learn more about energetic self-healing, you can order the Novel Sanctuary today by calling 877-500-3622 or request a free AIM information kit. Call 877-500-3622 or visit energeticmatrix.com. Unleash your natural self-healing abilities with the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. You're listening to Conscious Talk, the mother of all balms. Now, don't you feel better? Dr. O'Hara's probiotics, not just another powder in a capsule. With hundreds of probiotic products to choose from, what makes health experts worldwide consider Dr. O'Hara's probiotics superior? Dr. O'Hara's crowning distinction is the 500-plus postbiotic metabolites produced during its three-year fermentation process. Why are postbiotics so important? Postbiotics are vital for sustained digestive balance and overall immune health. Postbiotics are fundamental for hormonal balance, weight management, skin care, and brain health. Postbiotics are the Dr. O'Hara advantage that is essential to our health and wellness. Encapsulated in a vegetarian soft gel, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics is a live paste of 12 strains of probiotic bacteria and nourishing prebiotics from whole fruits and vegetables. Join the millions of people worldwide who know the power of Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Go to www.essentialformulas.com today to find a retailer near you or search online. Talk radio that will get you thinking. Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, welcome back. You are still listening to Conscious Talk, but hey, if you just tuned in, we've been having a great conversation with Claire Willis about grief. Um, She's the author or the co-author of a book called Opening to Grief. Find Your Way from Loss to Peace. You can find out more about her and her work by going to openingtogrief.com. So, uh, Claire, you know, this time in the show, we usually like to give people some tools, some direction. Once they understand the problem at a deeper level, um, we want to send them uh, off in a way uh, where they can start uh, working on this, and and we certainly want them to buy the books because and read the books right. because it's so incredibly helpful in the life. So, what are some of the tools that you can offer when someone is grieving? Well, the, um, 
the first the first chapter I, I think I may have mentioned this already and I'll just say it briefly but the first chapter is called starting with kindness and I mm. think kindness is the foundation really for anything we do having to do with grief and mm. it means not allowing people's judgments and comments and models of grief to impact our grieving and to follow our own heart and our own mind in terms of what's right. And I try to offer in that first chapter um, the importance of kindness as the only reliable anchor in the grieving journey. Yeah. The, the second chapter, I, I think, has is very useful um, as a practice, and that's about um, being grateful, which may sound mm-hmm. sort of strange in the face of loss to think about mm-hmm. gratitude. And the reason we put it as the second chapter is that gratitude is actually one of the few qualities that's directly connected to building inner resilience and happiness. And mm-hmm. so we, we, we offer and discuss gratitude because it will help hold the suffering that you carry. So unfortunately, or fortunately both, our minds are all hardwired to, uh, to uh, are negatively habituated. We tend to mm-hmm. notice what's wrong over what's right. Mm-hmm. And this is something that allowed us to survive as a species, but we don't need it anymore. So just as an example, if you're not sure that you do this, so if if there's 100 people listening to this radio show and 99 people write in and say, oh, it was a great interview, and one person writes in and says, eh, it wasn't so good. Mm-hmm. My attention would go to the one that writes and says it isn't so good. We're right. all like that. We have a review at work, and we have a growing edge, and the growing edge is where our attention goes. Mm-hmm. So that one of the things that we talk about in the book is that by lingering with and paying close attention with our senses to what's right for 10 to 30 seconds each day, we begin to strengthen and rewire our brains so that we can be more resilient and stronger in the face of our grief. Mm. And one of the ways to do that is to keep a gratitude journal. If you write down at the end of the day, say, three gratitudes, you start, and you're committed to that as a practice, you will start the next day to look for what's right to enter into your journal. So the one thing I always say, and I, I'm especially sensitive to say this to people with cancer, with, with whom I work, this is not about not noticing what's wrong. This mm-hmm. is always about giving full voice to our distress and our sorrow and what isn't working. But it's about finding what is good alongside what's mm-hmm. wrong mm-hmm. and expressing our gratitude for it. So that's yes. the second um, chapter in the book. Um, another chapter is on finding writing as a refuge. And mm-hmm. James Pettybaker has some very good research on the fact that if we write three to four times a week for up to six weeks, we can actually improve our immune system mm-hmm. and lessen our anxiety and lessen our depression. And there's more details about that in the book. But part of writing is taking an experience that's really hard and describing and organizing and creating structure around it. And what that does is it allows our minds to rest. Mm. We, we're not constantly ruminating in the same way if we're able to put language around an experience. Mm. So there's a number of little um, suggestions in the book about how to get started with writing. I do a, I do a therapeutic writing group, and it's really profound because when you're writing – 
you're accessing your unencumbered voice. When we talk, we're constantly modifying what we say depending on the reaction of the person who's in front of us. Mm-hmm. But when we're sitting and writing with a piece of paper or typing, there's no, ex- there's no stimuli that's going to shape our changing what we're going to write, our truth. Mm-hmm. And so it can, it can really be a way to find our unencumbered voice. And I think um, the other chapter I would say that probably universally is experienced by people is restoring ourselves in the natural world. Yes. We, we see ourselves, we see our moods, we see the cycles of life and nature, and I think often seeing and being reminded of those cycles can give us confidence that it's not always going to be winter in our life, that spring will come and summer will come and fall will come again. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of research about the impact of restorative environments on people and how it's good for their immune system. Also, it lessens depression and anxiety. And when we spend time outdoors, we rest in a way that we don't rest when we're inside and working at our computer or on our phones or whatever else we're doing. The natural world asks nothing of us. And so it can be a very restorative process to be out in the natural world. So those are some of the resources that I think are immediately available to all of us. Yes. Yeah, and I think you know what's so important about what you've just been saying is um, something that we say all of the time, and that's practice, practice, practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this yeah. is not do not sit down once, write a paragraph, and think that's, that's it. You know? <laughs> it's so true. It, one it's of the so things true. that I that I said the one of the things I enjoy I have a, a, a little dog over the years I've always had dogs big, medium and you know and small, and um, it's the ritual of walking the dog, and often in on the same route. Now we happen to now be in beautiful in a beautiful natural setting, um, and you notice things that are you know you don't take your cell phone. You know, you're not uh, distracted, but you notice the changes in nature from day to day, like you were saying, the, you know, the seasonal response. Um, mm-hmm. And I was thinking, you know, which I do in my mind, I kind of take a picture of it every day and then notice the next day, you know, the little, the subtle differences. Yeah. And I think that those, changes. yeah, the kind of things that you're talking about, um, bring us to a place that where we find a lot of peace, and we've talked about it a lot over the years, is that this concept that everything is for you. Uh, in, in, in this context. In the larger picture, yeah, everything larger, is for you. Yeah, and sometimes you don't see it immediately, but mm-hmm. what you're talking about, grief, you know, and the fullness of that expression and the feelings that you go through um, as difficult as they may be in some times and others, they're ver- not just restorative, but, um, you know, they're strengthening at a soul level. Yes. I feel like That's soul so- nurturing things are what you're talking about, Claire. Yeah. Uh, can I, I want to just say one thing um, that made me think about this, uh, Rob, that you just mentioned, and that is, mm-hmm. I want to say that I, I have a puppy and uh, I'm, I'm an animal lover and right. I think mm-hmm. that pet loss is one of the more disenfranchised yeah. griefs in our culture, yes. that yes. when people lose a pet, 
There is no cultural sanction around gathering or ritual, and it's probably the purest, most unconditional love that most mm-hmm. people come to know. Mm-hmm. And I want to just say that because too often there's shame and secrecy around the loss of a pet. Mm-hmm. And I have someone in my bereavement group who recently said to me when her 14-year-old pet dog companion died, she said, I wouldn't tell this anywhere, but I'm sleeping with his favorite toy. Oh, and, uh, yeah. yeah uh, no. It was yes. so touching. And I, I realized I hadn't touched on pet grief. And, yeah. Um, so I just I know it's a little bit out of sync, but I just wanted to mention that because too many people are grieving the loss of a pet mm-hmm. in privacy, and yeah. it's a very normal, huge loss. And it's a very it deep loss it's, for most people, like you said. Deep. Right, yes. right. We've had um, a number of community gatherings. We're in a horse community, and the death of a few horses over this past year have brought all of us together and in ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, nice. you know, where we bury the horses and everybody yes, gets yeah. to say something and leave something. And, you know, it, it's, oh, it's brought the whole community together. Well, uh, folks, the book is Opening to Grief, Finding Your Way from Loss to Peace. The authors are Claire B. Willis and Marnie Crawford Samuelson. Um, pick it up. This is really important work. And thank you so much, Claire, from our hearts to yours for the work that you're doing out there in the world. And folks, thank you. Just a moment. Thank you for tuning in. Have a beautiful day. And we'll see all of you next time. And the best of everything to both of you. Oh, thank you, Claire, so much. Blessed work you're doing. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. And folks, thank you for having us. And we'll see you next time right here unconscious talk for most of us the new year's resolution to lose those extra pounds turns to frustration when the weight bounces back no matter how many calories you cut or how many protein meals you eat the shocking truth is it's not your fault science discovered that the alkalizing mineral salts our bodies need are no longer found in our food due to our depleted soils which causes acid buildup in the body and a condition called metabolic acidosis. When you are too acidic, fat forms to protect your body. Thus, your diet actually leads to that dreaded bounce back in weight. What you need is Power pH with BioPH, the most powerful alkalizing ingredient ever developed. The amazing effect of BioPH is that it buffers and removes the acid in your body that causes you to gain weight. Make your weight loss program work with clinically proven Power PH. For more information and to order, go to powersofph.com. That's powersofph.com. You're listening to Conscious Talk, where meditation is our medication. When you buy health products, you can save up to 50% at vitaminlife.com, the world's largest selection of supplements, herbs, homeopathic, health and beauty products, and more. Choose from vitaminlife.com's 30,000 products from over 700 brands, including Solaray, Jaro Formulas, New Chapter, Country Life, Source Naturals, Nature's Way, Enzymatic Therapy, Now Foods, Doctor's Best, and Aubrey Organics. Go to vitaminlife.com and save up to 50% on supplements or call vitaminlife.com to order at 866-998-8855. 